Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be alright. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. Hey, what's up, y'all? What's Hi. going on? Welcome back. Oh, I'm so excited. We are in 2021. Yes. We are in oh. 2021. Did y'all check y'all stimulus check it? Let me check while while I'm sitting <laughs> on the phone with y'all. <laughs> Let me check. Cause everybody else hit but mine. I've been seeing people get that little check. I got I ain't get my check. I got I'm trying to be a, a real estate tycoon with my six hundred dollars. Good <laughs> I'm trying to start a new business with my six hundred. Right. I'm trying to start a new business. I'm trying to invest in stocks and real estate and everything that LC Twitter said that I need to invest in with my $600 because clearly that's a lot of money. <laughs> Man, I use that to get a PlayStation. Oh, that's what you use your coin for? Right? Well, no. I had I got the PlayStation. Then the same night, the stimulus check hit. So basically, I got that money back. Oh, I know. That was love. Oh, you got yours. Yeah. You really got yours. Uh-huh. Yeah, he got his. Yeah. Oh, like mine came <laughs> real cute. Oh, with the last time, yeah, it came like before everybody else. I guess they said, "Fuck, fuck girl, fuck the trainees, girl." <laughs> oh, you transgender? Wait, I'm trans too. I got mine. No, no, you're trans- no. Can vote for me. How mine? Let me see. Okay. How yours don't count? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're a trans man. Yours always count. Yours count because you're a trans man. I'm just, I'm not sure. I'm just joking. I, I don't know. I was just. It's okay. <laughs> That's okay. No, it still ain't came through. No, it's not. Neither. We'll see. So they paid it. When is it supposed to come through? It's, they said it's going to be between now and these this week. Okay, right, I'm not. Well, you didn't get it last time. I didn't. I'm a bother. Fuck them. Fuck you, girl. Well, did you? Did you? Uh, did you file your taxes and do direct deposit? I did. That's well, why I, you didn't get it. See, I didn't, but I didn't get that much back. So I was like, <laughs> it didn't matter. That's how you get it. 
through your direct deposit thing. So that's why I'm not getting it, basically, because I did But fuck them. They was going to try to give me a little funky $200, and I said, bitch, I could keep that. Uh, I know I gotta use that. I need two hundred. I can. That's what I like, Bill. Bitch, what are you talking about? <laughs> I definitely got that money back. <laughs> right, they ain't keeping none of my coins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it's five dollars. Last year I got my whole. That's true. And you can go back and amend your taxes. Don't think you can go back and not file. Go file. So too. I can still get it. Yes. So if I it might be a little penalty or whatever, but, but I, I can still get a coin and I can get the um stimulus. I don't know if it's on time for that, but I don't know. Oh, that's <laughs> late. Last year I got forty dollars back from Bath and Body Works, but I damn, I damn sure I got that forty dollars. Thank you. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, but no, it didn't hit. But I need my little stimulus. <laughs> I need it too. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's manifest that in 2021 for you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this has been a crazy this 20. Oh man. I this is what's crazy. This is what's really crazy. So prior to December, mm-hmm. my 2020 kind of was lit. So I was talking to uh Terrell. And I was, he was hitting me up saying, yo, like, what's, you know, how's your 2020? How are you dealing with the da da da? And I was like, my nigga, this kind of been fire. I've been kind of shamed to tell people <laughs> me that too. 2020 for me been kind of fire. <laughs> me like, too. Like, everybody going through all their shit and they be like, oh, 2020 is horrible. And then I'm like, yeah, well, I, I'm like, kind of <laughs> look at love. <laughs> and I saw so I've been kind of shamed to talk about it. So I'm telling him, like, yo, it's kind of love. And then 2020 said, hold my beer, my nigga. Let me show you. Let me show you. You ain't out the clear yet. Let me take your mom. Damn. Oh. I was like, whoa. So, you know, it's this last little bit that kind of got me together. But, yeah. you know, but overall, it was pretty straight. Because, you know, I'm isolated anyway. So that whole little stand in the house. That don't fuck with me. It was that was the the last part was kind of bam, where you out, but you know, early on I hate that other people was passing from corona and all that kind of shit. And it still makes me afraid, but I like I got I, I know people who's gotten coronavirus and they're like and I'm and I asked them, I'm like, bitch, why are y'all so like whole traveling, getting your life. The girls are getting their life. And it was like, bitch, I already had coronavirus already. So if I get it again, I already know what to expect. I'm like, but the bitch, the, the virus is most like, um, it's different strands of it. So what if you get, I don't know. The girls are bold. What's going I'm afraid. on with your lips, though? Huh? What's going on with your lips? <laughs> My lips? Yes. What you mean? Did you get your lips done? No, I have on lip gloss. <laughs> oh, I'm like, what? Your lip look like they done got plump. Like you don't went and did the white girl. Oh, lame. <laughs> That's horrible. No, it looks good. I just, it just looks like you know, you done went and got some um Kardashian. No, I was actually thinking about it. I was, I was thinking. It about looks it. like it looks good. Thank it you. I just got her. I just like, oh, you don't went and got a, 
You know, little tater touch. Oh, a little one too. I was thinking about it for now. I haven't got anything done. I just put on some lip gloss. Use my lips look Ashley. I mean Ashy. So oh no, that looks good. So no, you don't need to go get your lips done. If you if it can do that with just a little gloss, just wear it out. <laughs> <laughs> that looks love. I thought that was sexy. Uh, was like, oh, so let me tell y'all this. This is this is the craziest part about this past couple of weeks. So, you know, so my mom passed. We are we talked about that. Um, Sorry for you, love. So, yes. Thank you. Mm. We, so we went. So the issue, I thought I was going to fly up. And then, you know, we was going to take care of the stuff, blah, 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 blah. We all, you know, me and my brothers agreed to cremation. Mm. Baby, we thought we was going to get the services done, like, within a week. Because of COVID, mm. do you know all of the funeral homes up there were backed up? What? Backed up. Like, they like, oh, baby, if you're trying to do some services within the week, baby, let that idea go because we are backed up. We can we can push you out a week from now. Yeah. <laughs> the earliest that we could have done her service, she passed on the 18th. The earliest that we could have done her services was the 31st on New Year's Eve. And that's when we did it. But they weren't letting us do anything faster. Also, because of so many people are passing away from COVID that people don't know or people are not claiming, the cremation people are backed up. Like, literally, we couldn't be there. My mother has not been cremated yet. Wow. And we couldn't be there during her the cremation because it's a, it, it, they, they have a line of dead bodies to do. <laughs> and, you know, like, and they're like, Yo, we're going to have to mail you your people remains and, you know, have your brother or no, have your brother come pick them up. And but mm. we're not we it's so it's so backed up that we just can't do it in the time that we normally can do it. Mm -hmm. We are we're talking about, you know, three, four weeks. Wow. wow. I was like, what <laughs> is happening? It was crazy. Um, it's real out there. The girls be acting like the girls ain't dropping. The, it's and when I, I'm talking about from coronavirus specifically, like right. people are still passing away from it. Like it's like just because you hit and miss you, girl, don't mean it. And and okay, let's talk about it. So Is it just me or when you go into spaces where people like feel comfortable with the people and you the only one with your mask on, why do everybody seem like you being prude or extra? And then you start hearing people make comments like, girl, if you, if you thought people had corona, then you shouldn't have came. <laughs> you shouldn't have came. But I kind of agree with that though. Uh, it's like, I, I I agree with you wearing it, but I'm also like them. Like, if you thought the girls was out here wearing it out, then why are you out? <laughs> it's a, And then, wait, so y'all know I was stuck in fucking Indiana for New Year's. So I was like, okay, mm -hmm. you know, last year we went out. So I was like, I don't think I'm going to go out. But since me, all of us was here, we were like, okay, what's happening? Do you know these motherfuckers opened the club up but closed at exactly 12. Every single club was closed at 12. What? So that makes sense. Right. If y'all were, were worried about... So you got people in there to get their coin, 
but you close at 12 o'clock. Every single club closed at 12 o'clock. That don't make sense. It was like, it, it seemed like a, um, like a hustle like like, like a scam yeah like i was like, like why would you even open up if you that wary why open up at all why yeah why because girl people partying bitch the the door is open pay it at this point pay it. right if they if they if by the if they already in there that means they don't care yeah so why would you i just i just thought that that was a scam my brother said they didn't even do the. He went. And he said my bro, my brother said they didn't even do the countdown. Soon as twelve o'clock hit, the lights came on for everybody to go home. <laughs> Happy like New 10, Year, bitch! Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Y'all ain't gotta go home, but y'all got to get the hell out of here. That's actually a key, bitch. Happy like, oh, New shit. Year, girl. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you and just like, in case you forgot, bitch, New Year, still Corona. Same <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck <laughs> so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. Oh, before we before we get into our topics, I want to thank everybody who reached out to me. Yeah, um, so many that people really reached sweet. out and just gave me their condolences. I came home; there were flowers in front oh. of my door. So many, so many flowers. That's something that I wondered. I, I was like, I bet she gonna go home. Hopefully, ain't nobody steal nothing out of her porch. She was like, no, she got it, was, it was some. Pa- I had some packages, but um. Nobody took anything, and it was flowers. So many flowers, and I had packages in the office. They had put flowers in front of my door so much that the um, people thought that I had died. Oh, the office people. What they do? <laughs> because I hadn't because I always go pick up my packages, and I hadn't picked up my packages. Yeah. So what did they think? Oh. Did they knock on the door? Like, what did they presume? How you know they thought you were dead, girl? Because I went in there and I, I got my packages, and they said, "Girl." We seen all them flowers on your door, and we thought that you had passed away. What is you and you hadn't come and picked up your packages, and they couldn't go in because they hadn't heard anything, and I had paid my rent. So they're like, "Oh, oh do nothing." So, but we, but they, but they walked past, you know, showing people apartments, and they said we seen all them flowers, and was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh, thank uh, God, no." Thank gosh. Um, 
But um, but they were so happy. They were so happy that I came in there. But I want to thank um, Money, um, Bag Ladies. I want to thank, um, you know, all my podcast crew, Janicia, Queen, all of them. You know, they were good um, venting partners <laughs> for me to get some shit off my chest and not feel guilty about some of the things that I was saying because I was real problematic in the moment. I'm <laughs> too. See, they don't know know you, know you, Diamond. Like, Diamond, you are not one of those, like, yeah, like, um, super, like, emotional. I'll share our emotions. It's very tough. Like, girl, okay, we're going to get through this. Yeah, literally. I'm like, I'll cry when I get home. Not I see before I before I left, I cried and just kind of got my tears out. But I'm like, look, I'm trying to get this over with. I'm trying to get through these weeks of dealing with this funeral home service and dealing with this. Baby, my oh, and another thing. I, there, you know, you imagine, well, I don't know if y'all imagine, but I, because of the life that my mother had lived, I am I have already imagined like how this process was going to work and what I would have to deal with with marrying her. Sometimes I have thought about it with my, my parents. Yeah, and, and your your mother is sickly, so you know, and she's getting older, yeah. so you don't, you know what I'm saying, you probably have thought through it. Mm-hmm. And so I have thought through this with my mother, but there are some things that happened that I never thought about. So first of all, navigating your mother's friends mm. <laughs> Navigating your mother's friends, uh-huh. not your friends, your mother's friends through the death. I never imagined that I would have, I didn't, I didn't think about that. Right. Navigating um, your mother's boyfriends, current and past. Oh. Them crying on the phone, especially when you didn't like them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Navigating, holding space, not that you have to hold space, but they know you I'm a big important part of my mother's life and they were a part a part of my mother's life in, at some point and so navigating those the ones that I like the ones that I don't like um even her lesbian lover friend <laughs> wow my mother was with a woman for a year like back in 98 they were her- still in contact no they were not but when she dies of course she contacts me and so that's a whole little situation. Mm. Um, for just just navigating people that I just I didn't think about that would come out the woodworks like and had stories and wanted to talk and wanted to get out their chest. It was so much. Even like girl during the during the funeral, we thought we was gonna have to beat this lady up, child. <gasps> <laughs> she got up, so we give it. The the pastor is giving a little the little sermon, child. And she, before we before the pastor get to finishing, we hear somebody in the back. Now, mind you, it only supposed to be fifty people in here. Fifty and is a lot of people, though. It is a lot of people, so we didn't have the whole room filled up, and most people was doing the live. So, because we we had a live recording for people who from out of town and da 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 da, and, or who didn't want to come risk it. We hear somebody in the middle of the room say, uh-uh, uh-uh. Why are we talking about my mother? <laughs> and she says, uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm going to keep it real. And jumps up out of the seat and went up to the podium. <laughs> what the fuck? 
So was everybody gagging or they let her walk up there? Let me tell you something, Mia. Y'all <laughs> yeah. know how I am when I'm about to get mad. Y'all know I'll be quiet. I, I don't get loud. My anger turns into silence. You observe this situation first to see yeah, if like, you granted the, the time to wear somebody out and then once you approve, bitch, there you go. <laughs> because once you get me to the anger part, I'm done talking. It's about to be the pop. <laughs> so because this is my mother's funeral it is there's no patience <laughs> there's no it's it's either what is about to happen and so she jumped up and go to the podium and the pastor look at me like is it okay and i say yeah i, I just shake my head like let her let's, let's see what it's giving like, yeah and she say and she get up there and she was like no disrespect to the family, but I just got to get this off my chest. So she's preparing us like she's about to say something late. And if you, if the camera was on me and my brothers, our whole body language changed because we first was like, everybody was getting up there talking about our mom and we like, oh, this is so cute. And we, you know, crying and it just almost, it was like happy tears, not happy, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. people saying funny stories and it was sweet. And when she got up there, like she was saying something, me and my my brother was sitting next to me, then his wife, and then my other little brother. And then my cousin is behind me. And she says, are we going to have to beat her up? <laughs> <laughs> and then I hear my brother's best friend say, ma'am, don't do it, ma'am. Don't do it, ma'am. Don't do it. And I open up my no, legs. Wait, like, wait, wait. That was very much so in color purple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, like with don't what do you call it? it. Yes. <laughs> it was you it felt like when she was about to tag that white man. When Sophia was about to tag that white man, like, oh shit. And so I opened up my legs and lean in, like man spread my legs like <laughs> was about to happen girl and, and she starts saying how my mother was the only person that listened to her the only person that seen her and she was like she was so down to earth and real she wasn't into this church shit she was real she didn't judge me like church people judge me she was she's the only person who listened to what i had to say and made me feel like i was a human being in the midst of my troubles so i just <laughs> want to say that and i appreciate y'all for giving me the chance to speak and thank y'all so much and she started getting crying hysterical and left we like baby <laughs> <laughs> the way you would have got wore out I was like, I said, baby, the way, and we on this live, we was about to go viral, bitch. <laughs> we was about to go viral because I was about to, she was about to get the wrath, baby. <laughs> then I had a cousin, a distant cousin jump up at the end. All oh, this was so weird that they just kept jumping up, grabbing the mic. So at the end, that's so bingy. That's so bingy. <laughs> yes, he get his big ass up. He like six four, three hundred and twenty pounds. Uh, get up to the mic, and he was like, "Yo, yo, I got something to say too." I'm like, "Man, what is going on?" Because uh, you know, it's, it ain't we don't do churchy shit, so we, we it wasn't churchy. It was kind of informal, and he was like, "Well, he was like, I just want to say this. I'm tired." of meeting my cousins that I don't know at funerals. 
why is that? I should know, y'all. Our older family members don't get along. It ain't got nothing to do with us. We the younger generation. We should be able to. We should be able to come together and know each other and be family. The way my face oh, so is is how it would have been at the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> so let me give you the let me give you the context. So what he's saying is rooted in some truth. So how our family is because of some disputes that happen with the older generation some of the younger people don't really know each other because we don't come to their events and they don't come to our events just different branches like that and so his side of the family we don't really fuck with because we don't fuck with them and so we never come to their events so we don't know their children or their grandchildren mm -hmm. and so that's what he means and so he's my age but we don't know each other because you come from a branch of the family that we don't fuck with. So we don't go to y'all events. <laughs> and he jumped up and said all of that and came over to me and my brothers and pulled out his phone in the middle of the services and said, put your number in my phone, cuz. <laughs> all right. First of all, all of that like, should have been done afterwards. You at the end. After everybody got through from saying it, as people coming out the church, I just want to let y'all know that y'all right. Because no shade, that was late. <laughs> 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 that was not a place to address family concerns. <laughs> what is that? I would have said the audacity. Uh -oh. I just was I was just gagging like y'all are really ratchet, but this is my family. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. And so we got we got uh we exchanged his number and then we walked out. Um it just was it just was a strange ass moment. Other than that, we actually had we actually had a good time with spending time with each other and i'll go into that um when we go into our topic <laughs> okay <laughs> I want to talk about what 2020 has taught you because it's been a hell of a crazy year and what do you look forward to or what would you want to manifest in 2021 I think that's, you know, the the, the most, um, the same question we get every year. Oh, Jesus, what's going on at the back of my head? No, um, I think that's the question we get all the time, like every year. But that's, what, you know, what you learned from the last year. And, and this wasn't no, or, 2020 wasn't no ordinary year. No shade, it wasn't. This was very historical, baby. The, like, when you think about his, huh? Oh, I was saying, what did it taught you? What it taught me? Uh-huh. Um, how do to, um, mm, how to use the resources that you have in front of you, how to use the resource that you have, like stuff that you, um, take for granted. And also I think, um, that in a way I was kind of already prepared for this year. I don't think you could be ever prepared. You, I don't think you could ever be prepared for, um, the pandemic. No, but um that like survival mode i'm used to that so like i'm used to making like critical decisions um that critical decisions 
that are not jeopardizing my life, but also like under pressure, under pressure and things that some things that I know how to do, like calculate my risks. Now, girl, I done been robbed three times. So obviously calculating and been going too, too well, but I, I think I know how to do a little one, two. And I think that 2020 prepared me for that. I mean, not uh, 2020 prepared me for that. I just feel like I was prepared for that. Um, but just having those basic instincts, but like, honestly, I just learned how to evolve. Like, it, 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 like instead of like having a choice to do it, it, you had no choice but to like learn how to adapt. Like, I had no choice, and and I think some people either they like. Oh, I don't want to say this because it's problematic. Either they lived up to the task or they didn't. When I say I'm talking about the task, I'm talking about just like the pressure, like um, and just making those those choices where you won't get wore out. Like there were so many like choices to make, like during the riots. Um, like um, that's that's historical within this year. I mean, um, going out, like getting food, like. Uh, and because I've always been um, an indoor type of person, like staying in wasn't an issue. Like you talked about earlier, Diamond, that was not, that wasn't an issue for me. But I think that um, it has taught me how to like set like goals because when I, when I, what made the difference is that I was, wasn't for certain what goals I could accomplish within 2020 because of the restrictions and the predicament that we were in. So it changed like a lot of the access that I had. So I had to strategically like think how I could accomplish these goals and also not um, diminish my hope. And when I talk about, I'm, when, I'm, when I mentioned that, I'm talking about like, um, I think for me specifically, when I when I try to reach for goals, I like put a, a date and a time on it. And if I don't reach those goals in that date and time, I feel like I feel like a failure. That's just like internally. I don't I don't know. I, and it, what helped was not putting a time on it, just knowing that each day I was going towards that goal. Like each day I was doing something little by little and boom, I accomplished it, whatever it was. I think that helped a lot. Um it forced you to be in a situation where you were patient with yourself. Cause if you, when you give yourself, when you make a goal and you give yourself a date, yeah, that's like, Oh, I got to rush. I got to do it. This is the time that I gave it. Da, 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 da. And that's where the failure part come in. But because we didn't, we, it was shit out of our fucking control. We didn't know when we was going to be able to come out of the house. We didn't know when we was going to be able to, um, you know, do whatever we need to do. So you couldn't even put a time, on a goal because yeah. you, didn't, you didn't know. And if that was out of your control, that's kind of a blessing. Cause I know a lot of people who feel failures, you know, and not just yearly stuff, but like, like st life stuff, because you know, Oh, I'm, I, I'm supposed to do, I was supposed to have this done by the time I'm 35 and I ain't even got it done. Oh, I was supposed to be here at 26 and I ain't even got it done. Like a lot of people do that about life stuff comparing, especially when they comparing their life to other people. You know, but you want to know something, Diamond? Mm -hmm. Something you told me was like we was on our way to the movies. We was walking to the movies to go watch a movie, and I think I was talking about getting my teeth done. And you were like, you were like, just I, I think I was telling you how I felt like about 
um, the same thing about feeling bad about not accomplishing those goals and being a certain age and not have my breast done. And you were just like, okay, well, like, don't not do not not live in the moment. Celebrate the things that you do accomplish so that you so that you know that you're accomplishing something just because it's not something major doesn't mean that it that it doesn't have to be celebrated. It's something that you accomplish and that'll help you um, push harder and it won't make you feel as much as a failure. And I've always kind of like stood by that helps a lot as well during because the it helps um, you in the moment. It helps you in the moment because you yeah. yeah, I may not have gotten my breast done like I wanted wanted to, but I'm out of my, my sister's house. I'm in my own shit now. You get in your particular yeah. situation. You know, when I first met you, you was living with your sister and y'all was kind of shaking, shaking is was shaking up. Like, where are we gonna say here? What are we gonna say there? But now you in your own stuff, you you've been there in your, on your own, dealing with your own bills, dealing with your own goals on your own. You hadn't been in that situation for a long time. So even that in itself is an accomplishment. That yeah. It, yeah, it may not be the ending one that I wanted or the transition transition based one that I wanted, but it's still an accomplishment. I'm still on my shit and doing it in a, in a better situation. So, yeah, yeah enjoy, enjoy the stuff in the moment now. Yeah, that's true. Because like I used to I used to be upset about it all the time. But what I just did, I just started um, being um, residual with taking my hormones, like just make sure that I'm doing that. At least that's something. And now I don't even want breast implants because my titties are being up. Well, for me, um, I feel like they are a size that I feel comfortable with where I don't have to get them. It's like it's because at first I felt precious. So that's the small things that I did. They got me to my goal. And the longer it took a little bit longer, but I am where I want to be. Um, so like that, I think I think that's important to remember. And that, and that helped me in 2020 uh, during the pandemic and just always like. um making sure that I stayed in contact with loved ones, friends, people who uplift me, uplift me, people who, who are doing good, who, who are, who have accomplishments, who are, are positive, who are upbeat, who, who give you life. Cause there's some people who take energy from you instead of giving it to you or exchanging it with you. And I think that's something that I try to be conscious of, like aware of who am I around that is, being negative in my spot and taking that energy away from me. And I've been trying to protect my energy. And that helped a lot too, because I could stay focused on what I needed to within 2020. Cause baby, I thought some shit was impossible, but we made it work. Um, I think, I think what I want for the future future is just uh, being consistent. Okay. That being consistent and on time. <laughs> being punctual consistency. I feel like, can change a lot in any aspect of your life, depending on how you apply it. Okay. What about you, Dami? Um, so, God, so going into this year, so I had a rule about Marsha's plate that, um, that uh, on our, this, this, this year was our, our th three year anniversary um, and so the first two years, y'all know, because we were live recording, I just had my brain was, I'm only going to have people on the show who can come to the house and record mm -hmm. in person. That's what I wanted. I, because it's something about the vibe in person 
that <laughs> was just so authentic. We see each other smiling. We see each other laughing. You know, you get what I'm saying? It's just something about the, the connection in person energy that is just authentic to me. And it feels <laughs> authentic. I can get a vibe. We can get each other jokes. Yeah. And so I always wanted that. So that's why we didn't have a lot of interviews in the beginning of our years because I had to wait till somebody come to Houston. And if they were in Houston, then, you know, we can make it happen. Around the schedule. Around the schedule. So in this year, we are literally forced to go remote on every fucking thing. Forced to go remote. I didn't really like the quality after we was going remote. (laughs) um and but the good thing was because everybody was remote it was like oh well everybody fucking remote i can hit up everybody what's up do you want to be on the show what's up everybody who i had dreamed of interviewing everybody there is not one person (laughs) that i have not dreamed about being on the show that this year in 2020 i didn't make happen right everybody who has who i you know there's a couple of people that i still want to have on the show but my main like my like if i had a list of people who i wanted to be on the show all the people at the top of the list were on the show (laughs) and so you know and i don't think that's a really good accomplishment diamond yes I don't think that would have happened if it wasn't for 2020. Because of this pandemic and because of where we were in doing the remote thing and where we were in regards to motherfuckers had to stop. They ain't running around traveling. They ain't running around doing all. I mean, even celebrity motherfuckers was trying to figure it out. We we do fucking Zoom calls just like the regular. It was it was a very neutralizing and humbling experience humbling and leveling um leveling experience and so yeah i for me that was that to me that was just a great eye-opening accomplishment and having the people that i had on you know i i just i just i just appreciated you know having those experiences and, and us doing the remote thing so now i'm not as scared to do the remote thing because <laughs> I wanted to be I wanted it to be an authentic experience um but yeah I enjoyed it I, I enjoyed that that is the positive side of this year it was like oh my god I get to I'm, I'm interviewing um Kimberly Foster I'm inter- I'm interviewing Kachanga um we had of course we had Brianna on before this year but um you know oh. Rihanna Jenkins you know, having oh, her on. I really thought you said Rihanna. I was finna say what? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Madison, Kimberly Foster. I've been following for her forever. Um, Queen, <laughs> Money, um, um, Janicia. Um, just, just having. <sighs> it. It just. You know, Aria, Mariah, just so many Mm -hmm. people that we've had this year that um, are my friends, and I just think they're out here doing great work. Um, They are. It just was a a turn of, it just made it. I know that stuff wouldn't happen if if 2020 didn't happen, because I I would still be in the mindset of, oh, I got to wait till they come to Houston. 
gotta wait till they come to Houston. I gotta wait till they come to Houston. And so doing it remotely, not you, you would think it would be obvious that you do it remote, but I just like that in-person authentic, authenticity. And so having those moments were powerful for me in 2020. Um, what else? My goal for 2021 is to continue growing March's Play is to this is my 40, 40 year. I'll be 40 in February. Wow. Ah! And so I want to do something amazing for my 40th. Not my 40th birthday, but I know the but by the summer, I feel like this corona shit, we should have a handle. Either a lot of people should a lot of people will have um the vaccination. Or, you know, we should, we should be do it. We should be knowing what's going on. And so I want to do something big. I want to do something big for my 40th, not necessarily on my birthday, but something. You have ideas. You have any ideas? I do, but I don't want to talk about them yet. Okay. I'm going to run it past y'all because y'all going to be involved, but I have an idea. Ah! I have an idea. Yes. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So that's my goal. My goal is to do something big for my 40th something um um yeah i just i just i just want to keep growing and keep um pushing the culture forward i want to change some policies i want to now that we got uh, hopefully god tonight is tuesday georgia is voting hopefully they win the house <laughs> and so we get those two senate seats hopefully we get those so so we can really push for some changes because if we have white house the house and the um senate i feel like we can actually get some stuff done and so hopefully they will win fingers crossed fingers, fingers crossed. crossed yeah what about you z uh what 2020 has taught me um it's been a very humbling experience to see people willing to risk their health to protest against the violence of black bodies and and um, show how much they value Thank black you. life. You know what I'm saying? So that also my nephew being born, my first nephew, it was such a, I've been waiting for a nephew because I don't have any um, close um boys like close male figures around me besides i'm starting to feel like my relationship with my uh, brother-in-law is growing to that to where um me and him I, I don't know we naturally have a connection it's not weird he respects me and my nephew taught me that life must go on um even in the midst of chaos life has to go on. Like my sister wasn't fearful to still have them. And that's something I was, I'm fearful of, of this world and how violent it is and how um, it don't have, mother nature don't have no, <laughs> no uh, favorites, um, but life must go on. Um, also, I shouldn't wait until I feel like my life is at risk or my life is 
is very fragile, which it is all the time, but I shouldn't feel like I um, should be in that place to where I feel willing to accomplish my goals. I shouldn't wait to where I feel like my back is against the wall to do something where the power was in me all along. Well, do you feel like you operate well under pressure? So you like, cause that could be something that like, yeah, I do. Um, cause some people like flourish under pressure and some people like crumble or, or they should say fold. Um, the thing about me is I allow myself to fold. I allow myself to fall. I feel like that's healthy to allow yourself to feel and let yourself feel what you're feeling. So, but it wasn't necessarily, I felt like, oh, I'm under pressure. Let me switch up the gears. It was more so I felt like, well, if it's not now, then it's never, because you never know what's going to happen after you know, like you never know if you end up getting a virus and you just think about, damn, what if I would have really put in that work and just went hard for me and looked out for what I want in life wow. rather than feeling stuck and being in a space where I feel like I'm not good enough. So I was really like, Z, you've been training your mind all these years and you've been cultivating your mental health to where you could get yourself prepared for something like this to put in the the action to um, to accomplish your goals. So I just used the tools that I gave myself over the years, and just really just got on got, got a tunnel vision. And um, you know, when people talk about tunnel vision, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just had to talk about it. Like when people talk about tunnel vision. I think everybody have their own ideas of what tunnel vision is, but I do have a question. Like, how do you get into tunnel vision mode? Like, what do you do? What What's the difference between just living your exactly. life and just oh. it's just taking care of your bills and just being there, just doing what you have to do to survive, versus tunnel vision? Looking out for myself. Because if you're not happy with yourself, then you won't be able to give any, if you don't love yourself, you won't be able to give love to anybody else. So now that I got surgeries, two surgeries within this year, I feel like my mental health, like it's like been a huge weight off my shoulders. And I feel like I could, I don't know. I feel like I love myself even more. And I, I try not to focus on physicality, but I feel like, I love myself even more and I can spread the love and be able to give more rather than now I don't feel like I have to be um, so focused on myself and I could give to you more. And I feel like I don't have to focus. Oh, that surgery's out the way. I can give to you. I can help be of service to you and us because it starts with individuality. And so that's more so what I focused on this uh, in 2020. And um, what I look forward to in 2021 is, or what I want to manifest, I want to manifest um, more streams of income. Um, what else? I would like to get a house, but that's fine if I don't. Um, what else? 
really just um, more more focus on us rather than myself this year. You see what I'm saying? Like more focus on building together. What does that look like to you? Um, I'm just curious. Just putting in that same hustle that I put in for myself for our life. You see what I'm saying? Like, because it seems like over the years we have been in a place where we both have just been swallowed by dysphoria, insecurities. And working that out as a couple has what's made us, you know, cause friction. But now that I have what I feel like, now that I, now that I got a lot of things, dysphoria out of the way, I feel like now it'll be easier for me to work as a team instead of being in just a state of mind where I need to get better so that I can be better. Now I'm like, okay, you have no excuses, be better so that you can continue to build. So that's my mind frame. Also, I just wanna build better relationships with my family as far as the family that loves me and values me and build relationship, healthy relationship with my nephew and my nieces and the people that really look out for me. So I think those are good goals. I think that um, now it, it, it does, as a trans person, it does, once you get your trans shit out the way, and when we say, if you're listening, you're not trans, um, you know, we're talking about like surgeries and hormones and just your goals in regards to being where you want to be in regards to your body. A lot of times, you know, me, um, I felt like my 20s were... I don't want to say wasted because I had I have tons of lived lived experiences in my twenties, but um, I felt like my twenties were so focused on me getting my transition stuff in my past that I almost feel like I didn't start my you know like cisgender people start their life stuff twenties mm-hmm. and in their twenties, and then I feel like I started my life stuff in my thirties and on. And so I feel like I'm ten yeah. years behind everybody. But you are in my mind. That's if what you I think feel about, about it. it. But then when yeah. I look at it, and I like recently, I um I ran into some people who I knew from high school because I was in my hometown, and the motherfucker's so sorry and not doing shit. I'm like, oh, y'all really ain't shit. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, so I really I'm really kind of on track or a little bit advanced because. I got things that I've accomplished and, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'm not as far as that as I thought I was. But it, feel, it felt like that for a long time because I felt like my life revolved around um, my transition stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, it's so amazing for you to get it out the way at this young of an age, you know. Yeah. So this, you you done under 25, basically. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I never thought that would happen. But I, I, I always I always keep in mind that I really am my ancestors' wildest dreams because I have so many resources that I don't take advantage of. You know what I'm saying? And certain privileges I don't take advantage of. And once I decided to stop feeling guilty about what privileges I have and that I am my ancestors' wildest dreams, that why not like why not reap the benefits and just use what you got because you life is so short like life is too short and and the privilege of having a supportive partner (laughs) yeah i want i don't want y'all to 
sleep on that. That is a beautiful thing. Yes. Being able to cohabitate together, get along, and, and y'all support each other, get into y'all goals. Everybody doesn't have that, man. Usually we out here by ourselves. Well, me and you was for a long time. Out here by yourself trying mm -hmm. to hit goals, working shit out with your sister who who don't have, you know, who is not invested in your goals in the same way. So, yeah, just that's a blessing in itself. So That's where I was at, like, at 24. I was... Um, I had I had really just started like um, doing sex work and I was trying to save up like I, I saved up like a couple times three thousand five thousand dollars and I couldn't I had to like get rid of it because I had to pay like either back to rent or um, car notes or get the car like just so many responsibilities that were entitled on but I mean I'm not trying to bitch about them because I at the time I did um, I did feel like and I still do. I feel like um, I don't regret doing that. I just regret not setting boundaries. And I think that, that that's less talk about. A lot of people don't talk about boundaries and how it's, it's not selfish. You're not doing a disservice to your family. You're not doing a disservice to your, your friends. You're actually doing a disservice to them, letting them run over you. Because when you do stop the boundaries and they cut off that source, they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. That it's like you actually hurt them because you were doing that versus if you would have let them figure the shit out when they was younger, they wouldn't be adult trying to figure or it out. Or having limits. Like, it's not you don't want to help people, just have, have limits. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, boundaries. Yeah. Um, if you are listening, we want y'all to hit us up on Twitter or on Instagram or whatever. Tell us what your goals are. What have you learned in 2020? And what are your goals for 2021? Um, what have been your biggest lessons and what is your biggest, um, what are going to be, what are going to be, let's affirm it, what are going to be your biggest wins for 2021? Flavor of Love has had a million motherfucking spinoffs. It had Flavor of Love, Flavor of Love 2, then New York, a Flavor of, a flavor of Love um, fame, went and created her own reality TV show, which was I Love New York. Now one of the dudes who were on I Love New York has created his own, his name is Chance, he has created his own love-seeking um show on zoom so yes it has been multiple spinoffs to now to have that there we go thank you diamond that's what i was trying to say but i mean you you wouldn't have the patience to listen to me <laughs> so that's what i was trying to say and diamond said it so much better thank you so now we're here <laughs> and they called tiffany on to like talk to the girls that want to talk to chance <laughs> To like interview them and see if they write for him. <laughs> and I'm not okay, this is not supposed to be funny, but it was funny for me. <laughs> it was just funny the way she said it. It was problematic. <laughs> it was really problematic. She can you play it so we can hear it? But we can copyright it. New York asking one of the ladies, well, one of the the women there that's in pursuit. Yeah, one of the women that's in pursuit of chance. If she was a man, like she was like, I just want to know. Basically, are you a man? And I think you you have a secret you want to tell everybody. And 
you know, how does it feel? Something about to have having a uh, a wiggly, sweaty balls between your legs and like. It was so graphic. And she was like, how does that make you feel? And the girl was kind of just like, um, no way. And she was like, that's my problem. <laughs> and then the clip was, that's the end of the clip that I seen. And so then later she had a rebuttal saying, you know, she's not transphobic. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm, this is my thing. Can you be like problematic for a coin? To like bring awareness and not be transphobic. I think the do that make sense. Do that make sense? I'm trying to I'm trying to phrase this question. I think like, is that possible? No. <laughs> no, but I I think. <laughs> I think that video, it seemed like it was more so misogynistic than transphobic to me. Mm-hmm. The way, because she was using specifically man, like she was like, are you a man? Oh, okay, you have balls between your legs. But yes, they do that to trans people, but we do know that people <laughs> do behave that way, particularly to dark-skinned black women, cis women they do often ask if they're men or try to make it seem, or try to masculinize them in a way. Right, misogynoir with the intersection of transphobia because of the way you're conducting it, because of the way, because we know this is the way you behave towards trans women too. So it's like a trigger, but I think that's why Tiffany didn't give a good explanation because her being ignorant already, she thinking, oh no, I'm not transphobic. Like, I love it. The reason why is because basically stating her issues with misogyny because she has been called a man her whole life. But then in the same Sinis was saying, you know, it's because I'm pretty and blah, 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 I can take your man, which is true. A lot of People assume if a woman is very high femme, if she's pretty, very Barbie doll, like, um, oh, it has to be a man. It has to be a tranny. And I do think that conversation does need to be had, but the way she did it was weird. It, it seemed like a spin. It seemed like that video was just a spin. Like, it was a gaslight in the sense. The uh, apology? Yeah, it seemed like she tried to make it seem like it was something that it was. Because there's a way you can have the conversation, but then... Because the tea is... I don't know her experience. I'm not sure if it's a trans woman on the show or gender non-conforming, but it is somebody on the show that is not a cis woman. Mm. So, I've never seen that interview between her and them, but... Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I don't. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think she knowingly was coming from a place of transphobia. I think she was coming from a place where 
<laughs> it was whack. It was whack as fuck. But I think she was she was trying to get views. She was trying to get ratings. She was trying. That's what TV shows do. And that's and what I it think felt she like. Would, and then she was using somebody else as her expense, which makes it fucked up. But people caught just not no not talking thoroughly about it being about massage noir on top of transphobia makes the conversation um distorted in a way because i feel like people are like oh no this is just just, okay okay she was talking about the massages she deals with let's talk about that as well so is it okay though if like if no you not no i'm saying like is she saying it's okay because she's saying this happened to me and she was exuding it so is that in her way of saying oh this is normal you know i i'm doing this to another woman because it was done to me no i think that's fucked up i think it was just for ratings i think i think so i think it was for just views but then like we still gotta be conscious of how we're relaying information even though it's jokes and stuff we still gotta be conscious of it because there are there are cis women who don't live up to these beauty standards that are being called men or being called undesirable and there are trans women who are being called men and and people feeling like they can just outright say like nasty weird ass shit i'm kind of glad she brought it up too at the same Mm. you know at the same time why because it kind of reminds to me, if, if I don't know, if you could think, look at it thoroughly. It, it, in a way, it reminds cis women that they are not exempt from transphobia and massage noir. And trans women often try to compare themselves to cis women and not even realizing that cis women don't live up to these standards of what a quote unquote woman is or quote unquote looks like. So I don't know. In a way, it did spark a conversation. That's the upside. But at the same time, it was like you fucked with somebody else's. You don't know how they feel about themselves at your at their own expense. At their, you know. And then it was kind of it was violent in a way. Like it was violent. I agree. You know, it's a show, but I don't know. I kind of expect. I kind of expect that from New York on. Like why she's being performative. So so let me okay. First of all, <laughs> let me say this. <laughs> first of all, New York has been calling bitches men since labor of love. She has. <laughs> yeah, she was called delicious to yeah, me. She was like, give it up, delicious. Two, I think in the first season of Flavor of Love, delicious, delicious was a season two. But I think I think she called Pumpkin and said, "You look like that." Told Pumpkin that she looked like a man. Anyway, she has been calling people men, saying women, cis women look like men since she's been on TV. So this, her saying this is not new, okay? Her doing this is not new. That's number one. In her apology, so I, I don't know why this is her being transphobic in this way. Or massage noirs in this way. This is her. This is her. This is not new. So one thing that I really I'm annoyed by in this scenario is they keep emphasizing that the woman that she was talking to was not transgender. So they're saying, oh, how can this be transphobic if that's not a trans woman? 
It doesn't matter mm -hmm. if it is or if it isn't a trans woman. If you think or you're implying that you, your vitriol, the negative things that you are saying are because you think this is a trans woman or you think this used to be a man. It doesn't matter if it really is or not. What you're saying is vitriol for a trans person. If you are, it's just like if a cis woman goes in the bathroom and somebody says, oh, I think that's a trans person and I don't want them in the female bathroom. Oh no, that's a trans person in there. Get, you're a man, get out of that bathroom. That's for women. We're not gonna have that liberal shit here. You fucking tranny. That could be a cis woman in that bathroom, but because they think it's a trans person, they are spitting transphobic rhetoric, right? Yeah, because it's happened before. It's what, you, it's what the person thinks. So if the person thinks or the person feels, oh, I think you're a man, and clearly she's presenting as a woman, what you're saying is transphobic. It doesn't, that doesn't just, whether this person is trans or cis, just the fact that you think that this is a trans person or you think that this is a man is transphobic. And I think what we are seeing, as Z just pointed out beautifully, we are seeing the intersection of massage noir and transphobia. We are seeing the intersection of them both. In this scenario, we have a woman who clearly many people say, you look like a dude, quote unquote. You look like you could be a trans woman, New York. You, you look like you, you know, when people, you walking down the street, people like, oh, this a man, this a man. And she was like, she was making it seem like because I, I, I'm exempt because people think I'm a man too. People call me a man. I be in the airport and people call me a man. That doesn't mean that what you're saying is not trash or, or massage noirist or transphobic. It doesn't, it doesn't matter and it doesn't make you exempt because motherfuckers is fucking with you just because you're getting some of the residual of, of, of a trans woman's life when motherfuckers think you a man. And even the excuses, even the shit that she was saying, that just means that I look fabulous and, and da, 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 da. Like, girl, it doesn't change the fact that what you're doing and what you're saying is problematic, particularly if it was, and the people kept saying, well, it's scripted. I don't give a fuck if it's scripted or not. It's trash. I don't care if, if Cardi B, somebody wrote the script for Cardi B to say some transphobic shit. It's transphobic. It doesn't matter if it was scripted or off the top of her head. Bitch, she said it. If, she, if, 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 if it was on the script and she looked at it and said, I'm going to say this transphobic shit, I think you're trash for choosing to say it. To me, I think for you, you, if you, if you are trying to push the agenda the transphobic agenda, you're going to look at that and say, oh, that's cute. Let's do that. But if you're... Next time we see a trans woman or a woman, we're going we gonna to say they got jiggly balls between their legs. Cool. If you, but if you really try to dismantle transphobia and stop it and minimize the harm against trans people, that's something that you're, you're going to be like, I'm not going to say that. That's problematic. That's, that's, no, that's trash. I'm not going to say that. There's people who out here really are dealing with this. There are people who are on actual city buses and trains being called men and saying, oh, you got a whole dick between your legs and, and on the verge of being attacked or actually being attacked and murdered for these situations. And so I'm not about to say this and, and give this room for somebody to use as a clip 
and people become now it's about to be a clip that somebody can is go I bet that clip that motherfucking um um New York had that we're talking about, I bet somebody's somebody gonna, gonna say to a and put it under some trans person's photo and, and it's gonna be a recurring joke in the same way alphabet people is recurring joke. Shit like that. Or the, the rainbow, rainbow people. people, alphabet people, they're going to use this as the recurring joke. That's what they're going to do. And so putting it out there or Ooh. choosing whether it's scripted or unscripted, putting it out there, it, I think, is, uh, is irresponsible. It's trash. It's gross. It's disgusting. This wasn't an apology to me. It wasn't an apology. Um, I think what she, but I think she's stupid. I don't, I, there's a lot of people who are famous that I just think are dumb. I don't think they're intelligent people. They're entertaining personalities, but I don't think that they're intelligent people. And so what I would have loved is not her, because I don't really need anything from Tiffany Pollard. I don't respect her mind. I don't, I respect her as a personality. She is a problematic fave. She is somebody who, I enjoy their kikis. I enjoy the memes from her. I enjoy those things. So I'm not expecting her to be this woke ass. Um, uh, this yeah. I want you to say exactly the right thing. But what I would have loved is that people in response to that clip who do have the range, who do have the intelligence, explain how this is transphobic, how this is massage noir, how, how, how we both, how we both benefit cisgender and transgender people benefit from dismantling these systems, this from stopping calling each other mm -hmm. men, or you look like a man, particularly if you are a black woman, because that's something that we all come up against that, that, um, that lack of access to femininity, <laughs> that lack of access to whatever the rules of femininity, women can't get across that threshold because we're always going to be, oh, she looks like a man, aka Serena Williams, how they attacked her. Do you see what I'm saying? It's always going to be something that you're not, um, that you can't get access to this level of social capital because you don't have the femininity simply because you're black. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, for me, I would have loved to see people really dive into that and dismantle that because that's what it brought up for me. Exactly what you said, Z, how we, we can look at cis women and say, look, you are going through this same transphobic, massage noirist attack. This is what we this is what you're going through. This is what we're trying to dismantle. And and cis and, and trans women, look at cis women. They're going through the same thing. Being invested in the binary is not gonna save you. Being invested in being the most prettiest, gorgeous, most feminine girl is not going to save you because I don't care what you do, motherfuckers is still going to be, oh, that's a man. That's a man. And she didn't look. She didn't look hard at all. Nothing about that that girl looked hard. I was looking. I was like, she don't even. I was but, like, I knew that was not honest. What? She don't fit those standards. She was a little. She was just plus size a little bit. Are they talking about Tiffany? No, the girl she was talking about. She was pretty to me. It doesn't matter, think... either one of them. Whoever it was, nobody right. is going to fit a perfect standard of what femininity is to anybody. As a black woman. As a black woman. Because 
So am I problematic for laughing? Because it was it was funny. No, I think it, it was funny to me too. I find it I found it hilarious. But I, it's it's it goes back to that thing that I talked about with um, Dave Chappelle and. Uh, me too. You know, it's just something that's there for me. I can laugh at problematic things. I have a horribly disgusting problematic sense of humor. <laughs> There's something that I oh, never talk about. You know, so um, but when something comes out public, we got to talk about it. We got to discuss it. Um, yeah. I'm not. Cause you know that's gonna be like just like you said, Diamond. You know it's gonna be um, transphobic people say reciting their joke word for word there's all the time. To me, me and me joke with each other to where I can see certain trans people being uncomfortable with it because we kind of joke like that. Like I make references to your private parts. You make references to mine. Like. <laughs> We do that. I ain't gonna like we do that a lot. That's how we joke. I trigger him a lot but, because he triggers me, but, but we do it to each other in the, in a way. And okay, saying it sounds toxic, but it's not. It's <laughs> it's 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 y'all. It's kind of a way that we work through our dysphoria. Yeah, it's a joke, and it is also like making light of our dysphoria like not taking it serious if that may but 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 we we're, we're in a relationship and we're both trans so we could do that somebody on the outside is different, Very different. and not only that i i'm just somebody that i could laugh at myself depending on what it is for the most part i don't know i feel like if you can't laugh at yourself sometimes then i don't know you're just gonna be sensitive when the world tries to do the same shit to you. So sometimes I do get triggered by when she be saying certain stuff, but then I'll be like, okay, nice. But can you but also can you laugh at shit and still address (laughs) it? Like that was that was a key bitch, but let me tell you how it was problematic. Right. Is that and and but people be feeling like oh you just stuck in the fun out of everything. You gotta find pick everything apart. But okay, nigga like Oh, I'm not trying to like pick everything apart, no, but no, what you do, especially do if you have a platform, it we, has it people, has consequences. We get to do that, Mia. So what I hate mm-hmm. is when a when a non-trans person say that shit. When they say, "Oh, we can't, we can't joke about anything." No, the fuck you can't joke about trans shit. No, <laughs> you can't. Sorry, you just can't. <laughs> so sorry, yeah. boom, get over it. But we get to decide. You don't get to tell us what we should, what we're on uh, uh, too sensitive about. Blah blah blah. Get the fuck out of here. But I think in other yeah. situations, when it comes to black folks, we get to tell you what's too far racist. When we come to racist shit, we get to tell you what that is. Yeah, but you don't get to tell us Diamond, what you- um what isn't racist. We do. We decide that. Yeah, but you know that there are a lot of them that feel like the audacity of you telling me what to do. Like I was on a panel on Bigo, and there was a there was a guy who said that he had a trans friend, and she he was calling her the right pronouns, and she came to her came to him one day. He's a gay a sex asexual guy. He came to her one day. I'm sorry, she came to him, and she asked him, "Do you think I'm a man?" And he said, "I I do, but I respect your pronouns." And she decided not to be associated with herself with him. And he felt like the trans community 
we're not okay for doing that. We don't have the right to just stop talking and dissociate ourselves with with them for them believing in what they believe in if they're respecting us. And a lot of people feel that way. But I I, I feel like that's a lot to do. That has a speaks a lot to like privilege because you you don't understand it. It's like, I don't care what you believe. This is how I feel. So you want to accept it. You have any? Other, you don't have any other choice to accept because I'm here and, and you're no, there. No, no, no. And that's and I want to make a distinction. There's a difference between not understanding and actually drawing a line. There are people who say, "I understand this, but I just don't believe that you are the gender that you say you are." It's not about me not understanding. Yeah, I'm telling you, well, I'm I'm drawing the line. This is what I believe. It's not about me not understanding. Yeah. This is my this is my belief system. But you have the right to say, I don't want to fuck with you since you believe since you believe me as you you say that I'm a man no matter what I do. And I'm telling you that that's offensive to me. No, I'm not. Then I have the right to say I don't want to tolerate you. Some people feel like you don't have the right to do that. You're not you shouldn't be able to do that because I'm not disrespecting you. I'm not killing you, am I? I'm not taking your rights away. I'm just saying that you're not what you affirm yourself as. Okay, wait. Because that actually goes into my topic. So let's end <laughs> um, with Tiffany Pollard. So are we canceling her? Um, I just see Tiffany. Honestly, I see Tiffany for being who she is. I think that she just needs education. She needs somebody to talk to her, talk her through it. Because I feel like nobody explained it to her. Like she's just like, oh, bitch, I'm just, I'm in my world and I'm, I'm living in my world. And girl, I didn't mean nothing by it. I'm just doing what the fuck I want to do. It's my world. <laughs> I don't think she has anybody just to like sit her down and be like, bitch. Da, 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 da. So she's just in her world. And what I don't, it's like you said, I don't expect her to be woke like it's tiffany i mean it's it's new york i don't expect nothing different that i did not expect her to like educate everybody and be a trans rights activist and none of that i expect her to do exactly what she did is it problematic yes Mm. do i want to counsel her (laughs) no (laughs) do (laughs) y'all Are we counseling? I understand that you Are do, we counseling New York? I, I never really followed her anyway, but I just know when Dave Chappelle tells the trans jokes, I still was watching Dave Chappelle. So I, that's kind of how I, I looked at it. I don't know. I think, I feel like you have the right, if you want to counsel her. I think you have the right ahead. to do that, yeah. yes. Go ahead. If you feel like that's a form of... um like if you feel like it's so toxic to where you're like, no, nah, like I can't even like this, that's that draws a line with me. Then yeah, you're Hell definitely yeah. entitled to that. Yeah, yeah. And I and how it. you feel, especially if you're a trans person, bitch. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if she meant it, if she didn't, bitch. Fuck you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm here for that. So I'm just I'm I've said this before. I don't cancel black women. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't cancel black women, and um, you know. I cannot fuck with you. I can, you know, I can be like, oh, girl, let me know when you're ready to talk, but I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you till, I, till you're ready to talk, girl. The door is open, but honey, blah, blah, blah. I don't cancel black women, um, particularly black women that show up in the world like Tiffany. Um, Unapologetic. I like her. I like her. 
Um, I don't. She take up space. I, I want the response to her to be vicious. I want the vicious in the sense of breaking it down why this is a problem. I don't want her to be canceled. I want what she has said to be um, broken down and talked about and conversations to spark. I want Tiffany to be Tiffany. I want Tiffany to be who she is. I find her to be quite entertaining. I don't look at her as a person who um, I'm going to get, I'm going to hear and talk to and think that they're going to have the key to dismantling systems. <laughs> that is not, <laughs> that is not who I'm going to go to for that. Um, but the people who I do go to for that, I do expect them to break it down and have think pieces and great tweets and great mm -hmm. conversations about what Tiffany said and how how that is reflecting the massage noir, how that is reflecting the transphobia, how that is, how the intersections of both of those things affect black women as a whole, cis or trans, how it leads to our attack, how it leads to our, um, um, our not demise, mm -hmm. but well, sometimes our demise um, and our harm, how it can lead to us being disrespected by everybody else because so okay diamond have you ever been like that's what you get if you ever heard a trans uh, a cis woman get called um be transphobic I'm no i'm sorry not be not if you ever heard a cis woman be transphobic but a cis woman be clocked that was transphobic um i don't be like that's i don't be like that's what you get um but i do make a point to point it out that that's what trans people go through you just experience transphobia you just experienced what we experienced. <laughs> I do like to point it out. I don't say that's what you get, but I say, see? <laughs> see, girl, you're going through the same thing we go through. You know, I love to, I love in that situation pointing it out so people can understand that regardless of you having that pussy, that period, and being able to have kids, you're still getting it. You're still, you're still having the same problem. Serena's still getting called a man. <laughs> What you call it? Still getting called a man. Yeah. Still people getting called men and disrespected in a bathroom and going through the same thing that we're going through. So I, I do when I see it, I do point it out just because you need to know that that's what's yeah. happening. My topic is my brother. I have a middle brother who is transphobic. Who's a transphobic? Um, homophobic, hotel ass, um, gay agenda. He must, no, is he Muslim? Gay, gay agenda conspiracy theorist motherfucker. So right. our whole conversation when we, and we hadn't talked in about 10 years. We talked, but not in a positive level. Like I'm talking about, we always cuss each other and block each other. We haven't talked on a positive level in about 10 years. And so for me, he is a I, I, he is just one of those people that I don't give a chance. I don't give a chance to um, disrespect me because he. Have you ever twirled? Have you ever twirled? The disrespect ain't never in my face. Um, we. He's one of those people like you just described, Mia. He's one of them people that feel like. I don't have to accept 
I don't have to accept your transition and you should accept that I don't accept it because you know, because I love you. Because to them, they don't under, they, he literally was thinking that I love you in the sense of I can hug you and love on you, but I'm not going to call you by your new name. I'm going to call you by your old name. I'm not going to call you, I'm not going to use these pronouns, all of this kind of stuff, but I still, it's not like I'm telling you that you should go die. I, I still want to be around you. But he didn't understand, and he would do things, like I remember he was locked up, and he would, he, in the letter, he literally, one paragraph was, I am not going to accept you as my sister. I'm not going to call you by no diamond. I'm going to call you by your old name. I'm going to call you by um, um, your old, the, the boy pronouns, because you were born a boy. You, were, you have been my brother, and my older brother, and you're going to always be my older brother to me. And that's just what it's going to be. So I love you, but that's just what it is. Can you, so now that we've gotten that, now that we got that all, all out, can you send me $10 on my commissary books? And in his mind, he didn't understand the, that those don't mix. <laughs> <laughs> asking me for my coins right. but not accepting me is another thing so another time he we got on um instagram live with each other we called each other on video and he was basically saying he had got out of jail and he was basically asking me he he feels like i should be in my nieces and nephews life like um like i should be I should, uh, I can't really explain it, but how he felt like I should be able to be in his and his children's lives without me, without them respecting my pronouns and without them respecting my name. He don't understand the problem. He don't understand really? why this shit is so deep that you can't be in our lives. <laughs> this is literally what he's saying. And I'm like, I can't really explain to you why it's this deep because you don't understand transness clearly and i'm not about to be disrespected but that was your name oh wait, wait, wait. so his compromise was to call me a name that was kind of like a shortened version like a a very <laughs> gender neutral version i'm like bitch you're not calling me nothing but diamond i don't care. you're not gonna call me d not, not, nothing, nothing. If you can't call me Diamond, you don't get to talk to me. And so we and so we had got to the point where every time I talk to you, I block you. You get a new number, you try to hit me up, you're blocked. We don't you don't get to talk to me. And that's in he he would act like he was jealous of my younger brother. Like, you know, you care about him, but you don't care about me. I said, but you and my younger brother are two totally different people. My, I don't have any gender identity shit problems with my younger brother. He don't call me anything but Diamond. He don't call me anything but she, her, hers. <laughs> so you, you're not, you're not understanding. So my mother passed and he, um, and so we're forced to deal with each other, right? Because of this mm. situation. Now in, now what people don't understand, people sometimes think that because you're the oldest, you get the main say, like you're the 
you're the firstborn, so you get to you get to say like if it's no will, you get you're the next in kin. But next of kin is all the children. So we all legally, nothing can be done without all of us. So mm. everybody had given me the impression that it was the oldest that gives the that has the last say because they're the oldest. But actually, that's not the case. It's the next of kin and all our children of all, no matter oldest or youngest, are the next of kin. So they all have to have a say. So when you sign papers, all of us have to sign them. And that may be different in other mm -hmm. states, but in Indiana, that's how it was. So when I come into the situation, um, I'm like, okay, so we got to work through this. So what's going to what's going to happen? So when I first come, my youngest brothers try to get me to take me over his house. And I'm like, I don't want to go over there. I don't want to go to his house. I don't want to be around him. We can meet up at the funeral service. Like we can, when we talk to the people, we can meet up there. I don't want to hang out. I don't want to be in his house. I don't want to be around this motherfucker who's and think that he's going to be able to disrespect me because I'm going to fight. I'm in the, I'm in my rage. My patience is zero. So I will take my frustrations about my mother's death and put it out on him. That's just what it is. Like, I know that that's what's going to happen. So I don't want to be around. I don't have, I don't have the patience of time to deal with the trans stuff right now. <laughs> so I don't want to mm -hmm. go over there. So they had to drop me off all the way, total different side of town at my hotel. And, um, you know, we end up, my, my youngest brother end up having us all meet for lunch at a restaurant. And so, on purpose. Well, on purpose, or did you know? We had to talk at some point, but I was—it wasn't going to be at his house. <laughs> it, right. it was going to be on a neutral ground, and so we went. We went to the um. We went to the breakfast. We went to breakfast, and we sat down, and I nipped it in the butt from the beginning. I said, "Yo, this is my name. If my pronouns and my name are not respected, I'm going to get up and leave. If not," pop off so understand that i don't have the patience right now for anything and he was like oh i i'm gonna respect you i know your name and da 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 da, da. cool so we have the conversation of what we're gonna do blah 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 and then we go into conversations about my mom and her past and you know breaking that down or whatever and some of the decisions that she made that she made that he didn't may not have understood and then we go to we go to when we go to the um to talk to the lady about the services my youngest brother had to go back home to his um to work because he couldn't get off work remember i told you they extended the time longer than what we normally would have to do so he couldn't get off of work that long and so he had to go back and come back and so he left so it was just me and my middle brother and we went to do the services thing um the services meeting because you meet up with the funeral director first and so in that conversation you know he was apologizing and he was like i really want to sit down and talk to you about everything and so before we went into the place we were in the car and we just got all the shit off our chest of all the issues like everything so i found out some things that i didn't know so the first thing that i found out was 
his father was lying to him and telling him that my uncles molested me. Oh, what the father? Child, don't, don't. sometimes. That's that. That's that. Oh, Jesus. Why do black folks do that? That's like, that's the conclusion they come up with. They just like, there's no other logical explanation. Jeez, they just had to yes. be touched. So he, so they, when I told all him of them is I have never been molested. He was like, well, maybe you just don't remember. I was like, nigga, I remember everything about my life. I remember when your daddy was beating my mom. <laughs> why, why I didn't forget that? I remember when your daddy had a hefty bag off her head and was punching her. I remember that. Oh, you don't. I remember when I was two years old and a four, a four year old was giving me head when I was two. I remember everything. My my memory. Anybody who knows me, especially if you've been watching me on YouTube, my memory is like a fucking camel, elephant, or something. <laughs> I have a crazy memory, and so I remember. <laughs> and I would remember if my, particularly the uncles that you he done lied to you and told that whatever story. I would remember everything. So I was like, it just didn't happen. Sorry. I am how I am, not because of molestation. I just am who I am. And so he started talking about um, the gay agenda and how just just some whack ass hotel gay agenda shit. Every imaginable thing that we have seen on the internet about um, the gay agenda, QAnon, uh, the gay people taking over, the, um, the power that gay people had. He just started breaking everything down. And Feminizing I, a black man. Typical shit. Uh, typical shit. Uh, when we you talk about comedians and black actors having to dress up like girls to be stars and it's the gay agenda. I mean, he went... <laughs> He went on and oh, on. all of that, all okay. of that, and so I we literally spent three hours. We went in there and did the stuff, and came back to the car, and we sat in that car for three hours. And I literally took the time. I'm talking about <laughs> research. I'm talking about sites. I'm talking about scholarlistic papers. I'm talking about everything, breaking it down, what debunking everything that he's talking about. By the end of the conversation and for the rest of the time. Who was all in the car? It's just me and him. Oh. Just alone, okay. just us alone. And spending that time really just to break it down and talk about stuff, talk about stuff in his past because he's even had some queer ass shit happen in the past. Not no molestation, but some queer thoughts as a little kid that I'm like, no, that don't mean you gay. That just means that you're nice. And so, like, he would be friends with a gay person. He'd be like, but everybody's calling me gay because I'm being friends with him. And I'm like, no, they're just being assholes. <laughs> and we, yeah. just, we just started talking about stuff and bringing stuff up that has happened in our past. Mm -hmm. And so we get it all out. And at the end, we get distracted. And so we had this family little gathering where all the younger generation um, goes to my cousin's house and we all like dancing and doing 
um, karaoke and having fun or whatever. So I'm sitting over there drinking and he comes over and sits. I'm, you know, I'm sitting like this and he's on the floor under my feet, like under on my knee. And he just says, I want to apologize for everything that I've done to you that was harmful. I want you in my life. I don't want us to be arguing. I don't want us to be hateful. I don't want us to be in a situation where we're not talking to each other. Wow. Now that you have broke down everything for me, I didn't have anybody in my life. I don't have gay friends. I don't have anybody in the life to share things with me, to share facts. All I hear about is just certain things. And what you showed me yesterday, everything that you explained to me, there was some stuff that blew his mind that was so trans one-on-one to me. <laughs> and he and he just didn't understand it. And so, and I understand, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I call myself an educator on some level. And, you know, and I understand that some people are coming in this on ground zero. And so me breaking the heat and he just was like, I really learned so much from that conversation. And I feel so stupid by not even giving you a chance to educate me and and not even trying myself to educate, get educated on anything. I just didn't know. And. I apologize. I feel stupid. I feel we lost a whole decade of our lives and I don't want my kids to grow up without you in their life because I know that you're a good person and you've always been a good person to me. And I just want to be, I just want our relationship to be better. And I said, well, I accept your apology and going forward, um, I'll I'll be open to conversations because previously I I wouldn't it wasn't that I wasn't open to educating him I just he wasn't giving me the room to to be tender about it I yeah. can't educate you while you calling me my old name <laughs> no, you don't and that's the difference like people because a lot of a lot of heterosexual black people say well you don't even want to take the time out to educate us and but no no the T is it's if you want to learn a lot a lot of y'all just be listening to us to rebuttal you don't want to hear us you don't want to learn anything you just want to you just want to argue with us and no ain't nobody going to sit there and just go through that but when you are actually learning and you want to to become better and change your ways then okay, yeah, I'll take the time out and listen to that because actually debunking this shit is actually really triggering and it could be, depending on who, what type of mind frame you have, it could be a lot. And for me, my thing is, I can't, you can't be disrespecting me while I teach you. You can't. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be motherfucking uh, Miss Teacher Lady and you're calling me but you're a man, though. But you really, you were born a boy. You're not going to be giving me all of that while I'm no. out breaking shit down to you. You, I'm, because then I'm going to be like, no, bitch, you got me fucked up. It tricks <laughs> to the point where I'm not in the mode of teaching. I'm in the mode of cussing your ass out because you're not fucking listening. <laughs> and so that's what it was for me, for him. Like, it would be when I would try to educate him it will be just disrespect. And I'm like, well, why are we talking? <laughs> You're not learning. So I'm going to move on. 
and I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna engage because I don't need to. Fuck out of here. Period. Period. And people don't understand that that's like setting those boundaries is important. Like, girl, I'm not gonna like no, I'm not gonna sit in this space while you I don't give a fuck if you wanna sit if that's your way of working out, you're you're used to being problematic and used to used to other person putting up with your problematic ass while you work shit. No. <laughs> I'm not no, I don't want none of that energy. Cause it does something to me mentally. I used to do that. I used to like like sit there and let people call me niggas and men, but you a nigga and like after like working through like even just taking the time out, however long it took, like afterwards I would feel drained, like my spirit would be tired. Cause I just sat there, even though we we may have gotten somewhere, I just went through all that abuse. I just went through all that abuse. Now now you done learned something, but I don't went through all that abuse. And even and it's not that's just what's on my brother, um scenario i rekindled with my high school trade my high school boyfriend on this trip <laughs> why what happened with that what the truth goes on so he was um you know if you listen to my love beneath um series i have a i have a dude that was my high school trade in named eric and we connected and and this is the first time we had talked since high school but not the well, we talked, but the first time we were able to sit down and talk about what happened in our situation. Like, we have seen each other, but we haven't literally broke shit down. So for me, as a trans woman, I don't know if y'all experienced this, but I know in there, there was a level of, I don't know if I was gaslighting myself or what it was. Like, I wasn't for sure if what I was feeling for him or that I thought he was feeling for me was real. Like, I, and right, I know it sounds weird, but when you're dealing with a down low ass nigga. Oh, yeah, 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 no, I know what you mean. You could it's, be, I, I would maybe that I would be the one, maybe I'm thinking more, maybe this was more for me than it was for him. You feel what I'm saying? Like it was maybe a fantasy that I was having that I was making, not making up because there was things that actually happened, but maybe that it wasn't legitimate. Right. It wasn't legitimate because I was the one who was feeling the love feelings and it was just a sexual thing for him. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like I didn't know where it was, but there was things that he would do that made me feel like he was feeling the shit that I was feeling too. Mm -hmm. And so this, we had a conversation and broke shit down and stayed on the phone for hours. With, and it confirmed that he was feeling the shit that I was feeling. That it was real, but he was going through the problems of I know what you are. <laughs> and I consider myself straight. So if how can I love you? How can I be in a be in a situation with you and still consider myself straight? Because I know what you are. Mm -hmm. And so we're sitting in this conversation and he keeps using my old name. Nigga. Like and he started correcting himself, but in the conversation of battling, breaking down the kind of the closure of, I'm getting the closure of, I'm okay, how do I say this? I'm getting the closure of realizing 
that what I felt was real and what he felt was real, what I was feeling from him was real. So mm -hmm. I'm getting the closure of that, that, okay, you weren't crazy. You weren't just some obsessed stalker ass <laughs> tranny bitch <laughs> thinking something was more than what it was. It was legit. So I'm getting the closure of that, but I'm also getting the trauma of it's hard for me to think of you as what you are presenting. That's literally what he was given. Like, oh, oh, he literally was you fine as fuck. But when I was younger, it was turmoil in me about you being a boy, even though I was attracted to you, even though we were messing around, even though we were doing what we were doing. That was a source of confusion for me. Because I never experienced this with anybody else but you. And so I'm in my younger years, I'm thinking, am I gay? 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 And now I got to go through life with this on my back. Like, I know this happened between me and this person. It's never happened with anybody else. But this happened between me and this person. How am I supposed to think about myself when I know this happened? How do I deal with this? He was like, now, nah, I don't hate no motherfucker. And I don't hate on people. But I'm just telling you, this is how I thought about it. It was strange for me to be a straight nigga and have that knowing that I was attracted to you. Mm. And I know your history. Do you look like a girl? Absolutely, you do. Do I think you're beautiful? Yes, absolutely, you do. But I know what was up. Mm. How did I let it get so far where I'm falling in love with you? if I'm really a straight nigga. And so I got to sit on the phone and deal with this. <laughs> and, and right through this nigga's confusion. Right. And untangle this and, un, and unravel this and discuss it. And so the trauma of getting the closure, but and the, the trauma of, um, you know, dealing with that. And so, so I was it validating that you knew that uh, so it was validating that you knew that y'all was on the same page. But was it invalidating that he was saying that it did he it, it didn't affirm who he was, it actually made him feel like he was gay? When he was younger, yes. Yes. Okay, so did it do like did you leave the situation like, okay, well, at least I knew we was on the same page. Fuck the other shit. Or did it did it even matter that he was dealing with trying to figure out if he was gay or not because he was with you as a trans woman. Um, I don't know. He came over and I got that dick, so. <laughs> <laughs> that was the goal as well. <laughs> the, goal, <laughs> I, the goal was to make sure that what I was feeling was real. The goal was to hook up with an old friend that I wanted to hook up with. Um, and and by the end of by the end of my stay, I wouldn't be called my old name. Um, and we had just some amazing conversations. So I don't know where he's thinking about it now, but it didn't make me feel no kind of way because I'm too grown to feel some kind of way about shit like that. But it did make it did affirm that I wasn't crazy. Like I I didn't I won't say that I felt like I was making it up. I know I wasn't making it up, mm -hmm. but. He never had 
we never have talked about it as adults and I wanted that. And so it was, it was a good conversation and it was, we were able to get closure. So the point of my segment was getting the, we can, that closure, closure can come at random times. And this trip to Indiana, it gave me closure with my brother. It gave me closure with my mom. It gave me closure with my, um, my ex. It gave me a lot of closure. So I'm going into 2021 with a lot of relationships in my past being full, coming full circle and ending on a great note. And I don't have any baggage with anybody. Like my brother, from him, my brother and my mom, those were the most, um, I got one more, but we already, me and him already closed a while ago. But those four people were the most, you know, those were the ones that were, they were the loose ends. So I'm literally going into my 40s with, I want to say with no baggage, but with no, nothing, no loose ends where I need to work it out with people. Like everything has been worked out. And so I'm coming into my 40s with a fresh, just tons of closure and shit just coming in fresh. Like, oh, yes. new me. So, yes. Tell me lovely. Yes. What's, so, did you look like he did then? Huh? The ex, did he look like he did then? Yes, he did. He still looked delicious and fine. Right. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Still fine. Still everything except, you know, now he's the grown man and it's even better. <laughs> so, so yeah so tell me what y'all think about closure <laughs> listeners um we about to get up out of here because i think we are over our time but um yeah tell me what y'all think about closure and some experiences that y'all have had with closure and i think we'll see y'all next week all right it'll be all right in the morning it'll be all right well that's it thank you for coming and getting a taste of marcia's plate you can listen to us on itunes and soundcloud make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars y'all and go like our facebook page and leave some comments we'll be posting exclusive content every thursday so you definitely don't want to miss out you can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be all right.